Good afternoon and welcome to Queering the Air here on 3CR Radical Radio. We're broadcasting from Wurundjeri country in the studios in Nar, Melbourne. I'm Jacob Gamble and I'm really excited to be bringing you through your next hour of community-powered radio. We've got a really fantastic show lined up for you this afternoon. But first of all, I just want to start by acknowledging that we're broadcasting from the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. I want to pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any queer or trans um, or not First Nations peoples who are listening in today. And just acknowledge as well that the effects of colonization and dispossession are ongoing. Sovereignty was never ceded, and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So, on today's show, we'll be speaking with Mon Shafter, who is the content lead of ABC Queer, um, which, if you haven't heard of it, it's kind of like the queer branch um, of the ABC, so the public broadcaster. Um, And they also host an award-winning podcast called Innies and Outies, which explores um, all sorts of different stories from queer and trans Australians. And later on, we're going to be hearing from Rebecca Loveday, who is one of the organisers of Trans Pride March Melbourne. So if you don't know, next Sunday the 13th is Victoria's very first Trans Pride March. So stay tuned. Um, Rebecca will be on at about 3.30. But now we're going to hear from Mon Shafter. So as I said before, they're hosting an award-winning podcast called Innies and Outies. So Mon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. How is your Sunday afternoon going? It's actually lovely. I'm painting at home. I'm painting our upstairs room, so I'm actually covered in paint right now. (laughs) My gosh. I love, we love a creative pursuit on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) So let's start off. Maybe you can tell us, I think I gave a very broad um, overview, but as you are the host, what is Innies and Outies and how long have you been doing this podcast for? Sure, sure. Innies and Outies is a podcast featuring uniquely Australian experiences of coming out and sometimes staying in. And we feature people from right across the spectrums of gender and sexuality with a big focus on intersectionality. And um, we've recently launched our second series. So it started last October on National Coming Out Day and the second series launched again this October, October 11th. Um, And every episode is based around the theme and we sort of look at the light and shade of coming out and how it's a very personal process and unique process for everyone. Mm, Absolutely. I think it's everyone has their own individual journey. And I know you have four episodes out from season two. Very exciting. What have been some of the highlights for you? Um, Our first episode that dropped this series was about coming out as non-binary. And I really love this topic. I identify as non-binary. I find that particularly on ABC Queer, which is you know, the, the content that I look after at the ABC, there's a real appetite for non-binary stories right now, not only from within the queer community, but I think the broader community is really curious about this topic as well. Um, everyone seems to have an opinion on it. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so it was for better of, or worse. <laughs> for better or worse. So it's 
I love this podcast because it's an opportunity to provide a platform for people to tell their own stories. And in that episode, um, I featured one story where it was a mother and their kid who identifies as non-binary. When I say kid, you know, they're in their 20s. Um, and it was sort of this Q&A between the mum and Claudia about what it means to be non-binary. And it was just this great, you know, sort of fly on the wall um, you know, conversation that you could listen to. And that app also features a really good friend of mine from Melbourne, um, Molly Whelan, um, and they told their story about, you know, realising they were non-binary as opposed to binary trans and, and why they've sort of gone down that path. Um, another app I really love this series is about coming out in the dating world. And in that, we're sort of looking at people's experiences who aren't necessarily read by other people as who they are. So in that ep, um, one of the, the guests is a 14-year-old um, trans girl from Melbourne, Frankie Mazzoni, um, and she talks about coming out in uh, the dating sense. I mean, she's a high schooler. She's only just started dating, um, is not read as trans, is, is read as a cis woman. So she feels because of her safety, she wants to have that conversation with people early on. Um, and she spoke about how she navigates that. And, yeah, there, there, I mean, there's so many episodes and stories, that, I, but I love but that that's a little, you know, taste. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, fantastic. That non-binary episode really spoke to me as well as someone who is also um, non-binary. And we've actually got a little segment that I might play just to give our audience a bit of a tease um, of what was discussed. Great. How do you think I should explain that Claudia is non-binary. What I think is interesting when I define my own non-binaryness is I feel like a floating blob. I don't want to be a man. Like one time I got a haircut and it was really short, like a boy's haircut, and I freaked out. I screamed in the hairdresser chair because I was like, I don't want to be a boy. Like, that's that's not it, that's not it. But then also, I, I don't want to wear dresses. I don't want to be seen as a lady, as a, a she girl. Like, no, thank you. That makes me feel uncomfortable as well. I just want to operate in a space that is neither androgynous. I always say a floating blob. Okay. So that was a, a little segment, I believe, from episode one, um, as you said. And I think um, for me, what was quite special about it is that there seems to be a very widespread understanding, at least in my circles, about transgender identities um, and gay and lesbian identities. But the concept of non-binary, I think, is still quite new to a lot of people. So I want to ask you, how literate do you think the average Australian is when it comes to non-binary identities? I feel like people are slowly getting their heads around it, but they don't necessarily realise how expansive it can be. So, like, non-binary being an umbrella term that sort of encompasses gender identity and gender expression, you know, across that whole spectrum. And it's not just, you know, picking the binary male or female and the fact that it can move around and gender fluidity is sort of encompassed by it. I don't think the general population understands the expansiveness, but mm. I think they're kind of getting their heads around, oh, those ones that say they and them, they're non-binary. Like, and obviously non-binary people can use any combination of pronouns, but I think in, in terms of a, the, the general population, there's a basic understanding, but there's still a, a long way to go to get the full sort of nuance of it. A hundred percent agree. I think because it, it kind of 
challenges everything we know, right, about gender being, you know, male or female. Um, and even in a, a binary trans identity, you're, you're transitioning from one to the other, which makes a lot of sense. But, you know, yeah. when, you, when you talk about going into something totally different, um, I think for a lot of people that's, that's very new. But um, I'm glad we have uh, such good media representation these days through ABC <laughs> Queer and, and other outlets. Um, and a lot of the other stories on the podcast talk about people's everyday lives. So I know there's one about singing um, with a changed voice when you're taking hormones, uh, practicing mm. faith and being queer. And then you also mentioned one before about dating while trans. So we'll take a quick look now at a snippet um, from episode three. Great. One of the things that he said is, you're trans, so you're never going to find love. No one's ever going to love you because you're trans. I remember thinking like, that is not true. I, I'm sure I've got many people that love me. I've, I've had so many boyfriends, so many girlfriends, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, wait, no, I haven't. And I'm sure it wasn't because I'm trans. It's just because I just started dating. But I remember just thinking for months and months and months that I would never be loved because I'm trans. I will never be loved because I'm trans. Well, that one, that one hits deep. <laughs> um, yeah. Why do you think it's important that we, we tell these stories? And follow-up question as well, what audiences are you hoping to reach um, with innies and outies? Sure, sure. I think it's important to tell these stories and to provide a platform for people to tell their own stories so we have, you know, diverse representation of the whole spectrum of, of queerness and transness. Um, I think visibility is really important. Um, there's so much diversity within our beautiful community and sometimes if you don't sort of fit the you know, stereotypical description of what it is to be a gay person, a lesbian person, whatever, you feel like you, you don't fit in and that you're alone. Whereas when you see that there is so much nuance and diversity within our community, you realise that you are part of this beautifully rich community. There are people like you out there and, you know, if you're having some challenges in your own life, you can hear these stories and go, ah, I'm kind of like that. That's how they got through it. Cool, I'm going to, you know borrow that tip and, and we've actually had feedback from people who've listened to you know these episodes in the in the first series and it's helped them have challenging conversations in their own lives one of the episodes um i interviewed a, a trans woman from regional new south wales and her parents hadn't embraced her her new name and her feminine identity and she told her story in this podcast and then that year at Christmas she gets a, a Christmas card from her mum and dad and they, they call her, you know, her, her feminine beautiful name for the first time ever and she sort of feels like, you know, her hearing stories initially on the podcast and telling her own story really helped her on her journey. Um, and what was the second part of your question? Um, what audiences are you hoping to reach with the podcast? Sure. So we find that I basically want these stories to be as accessible as possible. I don't want to take away detail because we are reaching a broad audience. I want them to be as nuanced and specific as possible, but I also want people who perhaps aren't part of our community but who are curious, I want them to be able to engage with it as well. And what we've found is that um, so through the podcast listing we kind of reach a younger queer audience through that but our episodes also shared on abc radio and radio national mm. and that's reaching this older broad audience and i love that because you know 
broad Australia needs to hear these conversations. They need to hear from these people in order to, you know, understand and demystify who we are and, and, and what our community is all about. And, and I also get, you know, emails from people that have sort of stumbled across the program. Um, and one older gentleman was telling me that he's continued to listen to the podcast because he has a queer nephew who's questioning their identity and apparently the kid's parents aren't that supportive and this uncle wants to be there for, you know, for, for their family member. So it's that's kind of, you know, that that really warms my heart and is really affirming when you hear stories like that. Yeah, that that's so powerful. And I guess, you know, that must be the best part of the job, right? And, and when you began your journey as a journalist, is that kind of something you thought, oh, I might get the chance to do this? Yeah. You know, before I started working, like doing ABC Queer, I was a journalist on the 7.30 program for about eight years. Mm. So that is a, you know, really broad Australian older audience. And on that program, I still, I really like telling the stories of outsiders or people on the fringe of what, you know, society considers quote unquote normal. And I, and not just queer, queerness, but all sorts of diversity and people from, you know, minority groups and marginalised groups. And I always thought it was my role on that program to provide a platform for all sorts of people to tell their own stories and to make them as a human accessible. And I love that I got to do that on a show like 7.30. So I suppose now that I'm making a specifically queer podcast, I still want these stories to be accessible to a broader audience so that we can all learn and that we can all be part of these conversations. Mm, absolutely. And I think often at times, um, at least from my um, perspective, a lot of people from queer and trans communities look to the mainstream media and they, they see their stories um, misrepresented or perhaps oversimplified. And we've seen um, a, a lot of mixed coverage. I'll say there's been some good, but there's also been some bad. Um, yeah, we've yeah. seen some opinion pieces uh, from some well-read publications arguing that trans people are maybe asking for too much or their rights aren't compatible with, with women's rights. I mean, what is your experience being working in the newsroom as a non-binary journalist? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting just working at the ABC and being queer and being non-binary and I'm very out at work and and, and known queer, Mm. (laughs) you know, in the building and and often consulted um, from content makers who who are telling a particular story and have questions about language and and, and sometimes I'm not consulted and, you know, sometimes not everything on the ABC is great and does justice to our communities. You know, ABC content makers get it wrong as well. Um, but I suppose um, I have been at the ABC for a while now and I do have a, a lot of freedom to be myself and to tell the stories that I'd like to make. But working at 7.30 initially, you know, that was hard. I, I wasn't the, the typical person in that news and current affairs environment. Um, I think early on I sort of questioned how I presented myself when I was doing TV stuff. Um, you know, it's like, do, do I need to look more feminine and pre- present that more, you know, typical TV reporter, you know, sort of image. And mm. I think over time I got more confidence to be myself. But but then sometimes, you know, you'd have a, a management shift on the program. Like, because I was there for such a long time, I worked under different executive producers and managers. And, 
some make you feel more included and safe than others. Like there were times where I felt so different in an environment like that and that I wasn't as supported as I should have been or, his, or you know, previous managers had been more supportive and in comes someone new who doesn't really get me. Um, and then I'd have to have those conversations all over again. It's like, yeah, I'm not, you know, your traditional news journalist. I kind of tell stories a bit differently. I'm a bit more creative. And mm. this generally gets a really good response from our audience. Please let me keep doing this. And I had to have those sorts of conversations a few times. Um, I think, you know, the ABC in the last couple of years has made a big effort in diversity inclusion, not just in terms of LGBTQIA plus stuff, but cultural diversity, Indigenous representation, people with disability, like they are walking the talk, but we're not there yet, you know, there's still a, a long way to go, but we do actually have a good managing director who genuinely believes in this stuff, he's not just a, you know, talking the bullshit kind of thing, like he, he is making changes in the organisation, which is, you know, reassuring. Yeah, really, really promising to hear. And I guess selfishly, as a, a third year uh, journalism student about to try to make my way into the industry, do you have any advice for young queer or, or trans journalists um, who are just starting out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I my advice is to be yourself and to be true to yourself and to not try to fit the mould of what you're seeing on TV or what you think a journalist should be. I think society is changing slowly and there is more space and, you know, for diversity and people are seeing the value of diversity. So want people who look and sound different or unique and, um, you know, the ABC, we're, we're a public broadcaster, we're taxpayer funded, we are here for all Australians and mm. have to represent the diversity of everyone in this country. And that is in terms of the people who work for the organisation and the audiences that we're reaching and in order to tell stories um, respectfully, accurately, you know, in a in a in a complete way, we need diverse people in the organisation to do justice to those stories as well. So, I say, you know, just be true to yourself. I, I worked for Andrew Denton on a show um, uh, about you know ten more than ten years ago now, called Hungry Beast. And when I started, his advice to all of us young people who were brought together on the show was to be aggressively you. And I took that advice and that worked for me on that program. And then when I got to 7.30, it was like this total culture shock because I was in this super conservative environment. But I remembered what he'd said and, you know, stuck through to my instincts and, and then it worked out for me. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you for those uh, wise words. And <laughs> I guess um, one, uh, not fun, or second last question, um, how do you think the media can better serve LGBTQIA plus communities? Mm. I think more diversity in staff across the whole Australian media landscape is essential. I definitely think we need more trans representation in the media and non-binary representation. I think within the ABC there's a lot of, um, you know, sexuality diversity. There's not a whole lot of gender diversity. I can name a few people, but we definitely need more of that because I think that's often where the media is getting it wrong these days in terms of coverage of trans and gender diverse issues. And I think um, everyone's trying to do a good job, but they're making mistakes because they don't understand these issues well enough. Mm. Um, so I really think, you know, we need more gender diversity 
and, and a lot more on screen gender diversity as well. Like I'd, I'd love to see you know trans or non-binary person hosting the seven pm news, hosting Q and A, all those programs. Like, and I reckon you know we're, we're going to get there. We've got um, Ed LeBrock, who is a, a trans man who hosts on Classic uh, Classic FM. Classic FM, classic something mm. um, at the ABC, and he is a you know a real pioneer within the ABC. But we we need more of that. Yeah, wouldn't that be wonderful? A, a trans newsreader reading the prime time yeah. news. <laughs> <laughs> we so need it. Yeah, for sure. Um, one final question for you, Mon. This is a, a general. Just give us the plug. Um, where can we go to listen to innies and outies? Why, thank you. Um, so you can catch Innies and Outies via the ABC Listen app, and it's also on all of the major podcast platforms. So if you search for Innies and Outies, it's not too hard to find. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for spending some time speaking with me this afternoon, and can't wait to hear the rest of season two. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Mon Shafter there from the ABC um, speaking about the new podcast, Innies and Outies, which you can catch wherever you catch your podcasts. Um, for me, that's on Spotify. Um, you're on Queering the Air here on 3CR. We're going to jump to a song now. Earlier this week, I had the privilege of meeting the iconic Missy Higgins, um, and that was with our co-host Sasha as well, who's um, also at the station today doing some training. Uh, Shout out to Sasha. Sasha will also be speaking at an event um, called Queer Flings next Thursday, the 10th of November at the Wheeler Centre. So just to give her a little bit of a plug, you can head to wheelercentre.com forward slash events forward slash queer dash flings. It's going to be a collection of trans, gender diverse and queer writers speaking about their works. Um, And in honour of our interaction with the wonderful Missy Higgins, I'm going to be playing a song now. This one's called Everyone's Waiting. Painful lessons you've 
had to learn You're gonna use them now or never Cause everyone's waiting But it's getting harder to hear When my heart keeps VCR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Hi, my name's Pilar Aguilera and I'm 3CR's chairperson. I'm urging you to become a 3CR subscriber. We need to keep independent, radical, dissenting voices on air. Social change doesn't just happen, we need to nurture it. We desperately need to hear alternative ideas that allow us to organise, build community and change the systems that continue to oppress us and destroy the planet. Put your money where your mouth is. Become a member. Subscribe today. The sun runs deep like a shiver I'd seem too weak if I quivered now It's been so long, you look thinner Our heart beats just a flicker When you're feeling low, when it's getting cold, 
On 3CR Radical Radio, listening to Queering the Air, 855 AM. Uh, we just heard a song called Flicker by Keelan Mack. And then previous to that was the iconic Missy Higgins um, with Everyone's Waiting, which has been stuck in my head all week. Um, so it feels pretty good, actually, to be playing it here on community radio. Um, if you were listening to the program before, we had a chat with Mon Shafter about um, their new podcast, Innies and Outies. And now we're going to be speaking with our next guest, who is Rebecca Loveday, um, who is one of the organizers of Victoria's first ever Trans Pride March and a founding member of Trans Sisters United, among many other things. Uh, Rebecca, welcome to Queering the Air. Hi, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on today. Um, so, very exciting stuff. We've got one week until Victoria's first ever Trans Pride March. How are you feeling? 
I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a week to go until the Trans Pride March, the very, very first one here in Victoria. And, yeah, to be opening Trans uh, Awareness Week um, in such a way is really exciting for us. So, yeah, and it's been a lot of work in the making. It's been a couple of years of preparation with a few, like, roadblocks that have happened along the way. So, yeah, it's very exciting to finally be happening. Yeah, of course. And I, I want to ask a bit more about what the organization process was like, because I know you had to you had to push it back a couple of times from COVID. Am I correct? Yeah. So um, Trans Pride March Melbourne started in 2019 when myself and the other two co-founders, Miss Catalina and Sasha Sidek, uh, we went to Melbourne Queer Film Festival and watched a documentary on the Brother Boys and Sister Girls from the Tiwi Islands. And we were discussing how we could utilise, I guess, our privileges and platforms as um, trans women to, I guess, elevate and raise the voices of other trans people within our community. And we went to dinner and we had a chat and we were talking around putting together the very first Trans Pride March here in Melbourne. So uh, that's kind of where it all birthed from. And we started planning and we initially wanted to have our very first Pride March in uh, 2020, but then, as we all know, COVID hit and things mm. got a little bit delayed. And yeah, it finally got to the point where we can do it now in uh, 2022. Yeah, super exciting stuff. And what can we expect to see on the day? Yeah, so the day is going to be pretty amazing. We have um, 15 speakers lined up to um, be talking about their lived experience as trans people, talking about pride, talking around their own awareness um, and anything that is meaningful to them. And the way the day is going to be set up is that we're asking people to arrive um, to the, in the State Library where the first set of speakers will be um, sharing their experience um, and we'll have a 12 o'clock start. Um, and after the first lot of speakers, we'll be marching from the State Library uh, down to Burke Street where we'll turn left and then we'll go down to Parliament House where we'll have the other half of our speakers um, share their experience. Um, but I think it's important to note as well that we will be having a welcome to country, we'll be having Auslan interpreters, we'll ensure um, safety um, with the GLOs that will also be present as well as marshals um, that will be supporting the Trans Pride March as well. So we're trying to cover all bases to make sure everyone can feel safe and included and welcome um, for the march. Of course, yeah. I, I really, my hat goes off to you because I know it's a, a monumental event, um, but I'm really excited to to go and see trans people just take over the Melbourne CBD. What a yeah. uh, spectacular sight. It will be. Shutting down the city, we are. Yeah, trans Melbourne um, domination, next stop the yeah, world. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and who can we, um, can you give us some, previews of like who will be speaking on the day all right yeah definitely so like i was saying earlier we have um 15 uh, amazing speakers so some of the people that will be speaking uh we have trans activists and advocates uh, we have performers we have public speakers we have um mps we have um parents of trans kids we have youth we have um, a lot of different people but some of the names that people might recognize uh, we have Pharrell Shamer, who is a trans man who is also a professional boxer. We have Andy Medic, who is an MP, and he has two trans children, so he'll also be speaking. Anastasia Lee, who is um, a presenter, advocate, um, and trans woman of colour. Uh, Miss Cairo, again, a, another incredible trans woman of colour and performer here in Melbourne. Mm. Um, and they're just a few of the names, to, to name a few of the 15 that are going to be there on the day. 
Yes, and not to mention um, our very own co-host here on Queering the Air, Sasha Sidek. Um, is she going to be hosting the day? That's correct, yeah. So Sasha is going to be um, hosting the day and she'll be introducing all of the speakers. Um, so that's really exciting and I'm really proud of her for being able to do that. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And I know you are requiring some volunteers. So how can people support the running of the event? Yeah, so um, we, we have a training running tomorrow for all um, the people that would like to volunteer to come along and support uh, Trans Pride March. And so we're going to have marshals and just people that might want to be involved and help. So the um, training day for that will be happening tomorrow on Monday the 7th of November at 6.30. It'll be happening online. Um, and so if anyone would like to register, they can go to the Trans Pride March Melbourne Facebook page um, and register that way and jump online tomorrow and be a part of it. And I just want to acknowledge as well that we have the incredible team from um, Slut Walk Melbourne um, who do a lot of these types of marches and they're going to be assisting with the facilitation uh, of um, the event for tomorrow night for the marshals and volunteers. Fabulous. And give us the plug. Where can we follow Trans Pride March Melbourne on social? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, if people want to go to uh, Instagram, it's just at Trans Pride March Melbourne, or they can jump onto Facebook and just type in Trans Pride March Melbourne. They'll be able to find us on both those platforms, or they could contact us directly at transpridemarch at hotmail.com. Um, and I just want to say as well, Jacob, a huge thank you to Transgender Victoria because they've been um, quite pivotal in, I, I guess, supporting us and guiding us through some of these processes. And, and so we're doing this in conjunction with Transgender Victoria, who have been an amazing support and help to us along the way. Yes, thank you to Transgender Victoria, not only for this, but also all the other amazing work they do. <laughs> um, yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, well, Rebecca, thank you so much um, for coming on and sharing some of the details. We're really looking forward to next week and best of luck with all the last-minute preparations. Yeah, thank you. And the other thing I was going to quickly say as well is um, the, the Trans Pride March will be streaming live through 3CR and Sally will be taking that. So if people can't attend on the day, tune into 3CR because um, it's going to be streamed live and you'll hopefully get to hear some of the speakers speaking live on the day. Yes, yes, 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming, um, or if you own a radio, it's 855am. Um, and we also have an app now, the Community Radio oh. Plus app. So many different ways, um, if you can't attend on the day, you can be there um, through technology, which is wonderful. It's amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Not a problem. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I will. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, Jacob. Bye. So that was Rebecca Loveday there, who is a founding member of Trans Sisters United and one of the organisers um, of the Trans Pride March Melbourne. We'll have all the details in our show notes on the website as well. So you can head to 3cr.org.au forward slash queering the air um, for more deets on Victoria's first ever Trans Pride March next Sunday, November 13th. We're going to jump to a song now. This one is called Hawaiian Party by Cub Sport.
Nam Melbourne Slut Walk is once again taking to the streets in the fight against victim blaming and slut shame. In the past year, we have seen how deeply still rape culture is ingrained in our highest institutions, from the media to federal government. This cannot be tolerated. To take a stand, join the 2022 Slut Walk at 1pm on the 19th of November outside the Victorian State Library. Slut Walk is a 3CR supporter. Australia's most iconic bike riding holiday, the Great Vic Bike Ride, is on from Saturday 26th of November to Sunday 4th of December. This rolling bike festival will have you pedalling along the beautiful Great Ocean Road, through the Otways and Golden Plains. Tickets include all meals, a camping spot, luggage transfers, daily entertainment and more. Sign up at www.greatvic.com.au Use promo code 3CR to get 10% off. Great Vic Bike Ride, a 3CR supporter. Welcome back, 3CR, Queering the Air, 855am. Or maybe you're listening in online at 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. I'd also highly recommend downloading the Community Radio Plus app um, anywhere on the Android or App Store. So that last song was called Hawaiian Party by Cub Sport. And before we jump into our next track, I just wanted to make a quick little announcement about an upcoming event um, presented by Trans Sisters United. It's called An Evening with Trans Elders Victoria, starring Mama Latoya Hoeg, Georgie Jovanovic, Christina Doe Sacramento, and Lily Chang. An evening of storytelling, panel discussion, and a Q&A. Funny or serious, dark, inspirational, or possibly captivating. Each of our trans elders has her own unique story to tell. Stories are never-ending journeys, hidden talents or suppressed memories, all waiting to be told. There'll also be a special performance by Miss Cairo. So if you're interested in heading along to our trans elders Victoria panel, um, it's happening on at 267 Swan Street in Richmond. Um, and I believe it is on the 18th of November. I should have put um, the date there, but I will get back to you on that. It's it's in Swan Street um, and there'll be some details in our show notes on the website today. Um, trans women of color and First Nations people get in free or you can also email transsistersunited at gmail.com um, if you can't pay the full price. So the event is happening on... Um, the Friday the 18th of November from 5pm until 10pm at the Palace of Magnificent Experiences. So once again, that's Friday the 18th of November. Um, Next Friday, 5 to 8pm at the Palace of Magnificent Experiences, 267 Swan Street in Richmond. This next track is called Talia by King Princess and... I, I want to play this track because it has a lot of sentimental value to me. I used to cry to this track um, when my first boyfriend broke up with me. So we're going to play it now and cry together. 
Welcome back. 3CR, Queering the Air, joined by Jacob Gamble. We are in the concluding minutes of our show, and that last song was called Talia by King Princess. Um, Before I wrap up the program today, I thought I would just give a quick shout-out to a wonderful friend of mine. Um, His name is Timothy Treasure. I'm sure if you've been out and about um, in Melbourne's queer nightlife scene. You've probably seen him before, probably wearing all black uh, and holding a camera, but it's his birthday today. 
gorgeous man is turning 29. Um, he's an amazing photographer and an absolute sweetie pie. So I just want to take this moment um, to thank him for being such a great person <laughs> and just say I hope you have a wonderful day. And because you are one of my close friends, I wrote a little acrostic poem. It's a little bit rough, not going to lie, because I, I had to write it um, while that last song was playing. Um, but here we go. Here is your birthday acrostic poem broadcasting live on 3CR Community Radio. Timothy Treasure, this one is for you. T is for Talented Bish. That's B-I-S-H. No language warning required. I is for In My Eyes, You Are The Best. M is for Messy But Fun. Always fun. O is for Obnoxiously Sexy. T is for Terrific Photographer. H is for Hot Honey, who knows how to work the pole and watch historical dramas. Multiple H's in that one. And Y is for Yas, Slay Queen. Um, That one, I I couldn't really think of anything, but still very relevant because you are a slay. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today on Queering the Air After this will be the wonderful Salaam radio show, so stay on the air um, to hear tracks from the Middle East, North Africa, and beyond. Um, If you want to check out our show notes, you can go onto the website, 3cr.org.au forward slash queeringtheair, where you can listen back to all of the wonderful conversations we've had today with Mon Shafter from ABC Queer and also Rebecca Loveday from Trans Sisters United. Um, This final song I want to dedicate again to Timothy because it is your birthday. Um, When I think of you, I think of this song. Um, And just a language warning, it does have a few naughty words. Um, So anyway, thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day. And this is for Tim. Faster. 
like a slut, little dirty bitch, I love to fuck. Treat me like a slut, little dirty bitch, I love to fuck.